That's right. right. People holding people look, holding flags, looking mean. That's when Marco got all those great profile pics. Yeah, that's where Marco got. <laughs> What's so, up, uh, everybody? Teresa got a good one too. Yeah, yeah. This is the San Antonio Soccer Roundtable. Uh, we got Gordinho joining us this evening. So uh, excited to have you back, buddy. Um, we missed you. Uh, we are just uh, talking about tomorrow's uh, event going on there at Toyota Field as uh, San Antonio FC films their 2019 promo videos. Uh, so, but before we get into everything, Gordinho, it's good to have you, man. How you doing? I'm glad to be back. I was on a little, um, <clears throat> you know, I had to do a celebrity tour. Uh, I was out doing that, doing book signings, you know, movie signings, commercials, and all that good stuff. I'll be doing. I thought, I thought you were out scouting. You know, you you did the more <laughs> American in Thomas <laughs> up in Canada, frozen with the polar vortex. <laughs> I'm glad to be back. You know, I'm glad to be back. That's for sure. Hey, let me open up the Lone Star to celebrate. Crack it, buddy. You know, coming back. MCF in the house. Harry, we got you back as well. Uh, have you thought out yet from your uh, your trip up to Dallas? Yeah, that was the coldest uh, it was the coldest weekend that, that you know I've been to some some cold you know some some cold soccer games and it probably had to do that it was a friendly and it was a decent crowd, don't get me wrong, but it, you know, it was cold and sleety and it was just mm. it was it was miserable conditions. But uh team did all right. I kind of like, uh, you know, the, the line better than last year. We'll, we'll say as far as first impressions, but uh, we'll get into that after, uh, you know, we talk uh, you know, a little bit lower level soccer, you know, starting with high school. Yeah, absolutely. We'll dive into uh, some high school soccer as well. Uh, just out of curiosity, before we kind of dive into San Antonio soccer news, did you attend the uh, FC Dallas versus Byron game as, as well? Yes. Or did you, how was, uh, what was that like? It was, it was good. It was over in a hurry. Um, you know, Dallas got up, uh, got up, um, what was four nothing and a half, but in the first, what, 25 minutes, they were up three nothing and it was coasting. And, and you could, it was more of the Dallas's a team, uh, going against the U 23 team, uh, uh, you know, for that here. And, and, you know, what was cool, you know, you know, for us as we happened to be staying at the hotel where, um, both uh, San Antonio and uh, you know Bayern Munich's uh, you know youth team or you know their 23 team was doing so it was kind of cool that you know AJ's like hey I saw him you know at breakfast and you know that's you know that was kind of cool things you know they didn't really communicate a whole lot you know just because you know obviously they probably you know speak mainly German but it was it was kind of a unique uh, you know experience for him to you know be able to you know see the professional athletes and and you know we got to you know see the you know, the, the under 23 schedule in German. And I was like, Hey, this is German. And, and he was able to kind of pick out, you know, words and stuff like that. So that's pretty cool, man. You get to stay at the same hotel and everything like that with the team. That's yeah, that's pretty badass, dude. Well, at least that part of it was uh, worth it. But, um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Gordino, did you have a chance? I, I, you were working on uh Saturday, right? Like I thought I saw you. I was, I was working, uh, but uh, I was able to catch the game, uh, at least the San Antonio game. I, I went into the midway of the second half of the uh, Byron uh, game. So, uh, yeah, you could tell it was cold out there, man. No, it, sure. was, it was. And, and it, what was, I thought because it, I didn't know Toyota Stadium sets in, you mm -hmm. know, so it's it's really most of the, the playing facility, you know, field is actually, you know, below below surface. Um, of the normal ground so I was like well hey maybe you know you won't get that wind chill 
but no, it just, it came in and, and just came over. And, you know, like I said, I, I do want to say, you know, the FC uh, uh, Dallas staff was awesome. And, you know, they worked, you know, with me and AJ and, uh, you know, I had Anna and Monica with me as well. And they came in and, and but they just froze out to, you know, cause it was you know, 33 degrees and, and sleeting. Yeah. And, yeah. You, know, you know, they were able to walk back to the hotel and uh, it was a fun time. You know, like I said, here, I, I would do it again next year, but, you know, hopefully, uh, warmer weather. I was joking with uh, Coach Powell, you know, I had the opportunity to kind of briefly talk with him. And, you know, we were kind of joking how every time uh, they go up there for preseasons, it's it's like the coldest weekend ever up there. So, <laughs> Man, that's a great point. Now that you mentioned that, like, it, it does seem like every single time they've had that scrimmage or whatever, it's just been a miserable, cold, wet day. Yeah, it's, which, but it is what it is. You know, they, they got their, they got their time in and you know, I know the, uh, the the team that played the first half, uh, you know, um, basically went to the locker room and, and was not to be seen <laughs> for the rest of the, the, rest hey, of the uh, match. Before we move on, I think, were you able to catch, uh, go into that Hall of Fame thing that got going on down there? We went in. Um, we didn't get to do as much as we wanted, but it, it's it's definitely it's definitely something that, you know, we're going to go back and put some more time into and, um, because we got there a little bit later than what we wanted to, you know, because it was trying to split time up with, you know, hey, let's not just, you know, focus on the FC Dallas portion of, of the trip, but trying to involve Anna with some of her art and um, mm-hmm. some of that, you know, to, to encompass her in, into it. So that way she's like, you know, the only trips we go is soccer trips. So <laughs> you go look at some paintings real quick and <laughs> no, babe, it was a, it was an art expo. Just happened to be a soccer game. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah, I've been wanting to check that out, though, as well. That Hall of Fame, I keep forgetting. Uh, you know, I, I don't think I've ever – I was just thinking about that. I don't think I've ever been out there to a game game at their stadium uh, because before they did the, the scrimmages at their practice It was fields. at the field, yeah. And then, you know, mm-hmm. obviously when it was the uh, the burn playing back in the day, uh, it was there at the Cotton Bowl. So I don't think I've ever actually – I might have gone to like one game when they first kind of switched over to uh, FC Dallas, but – what do you think of those new kits that they unveiled? The uh, all white now that uh, Adidas is doing the T-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> the Hanes white, plain Hanes T-shirts. <laughs> what is the deal with that? I, and, and American, I sent a message with American Sports San Antonio, bro. and how do you? Not, well, to me, the worst one is you know I don't know if you heard this is Cincinnati came out with their new MLS ones. They have to be re- they have to be replicas and not authentic because they didn't have enough time to be able to build the authentic jerseys. Wow! So but the it, players will be playing, you know, wearing a replica jersey, not the not the actual, you know, you know, authentic, which I guess is more lighter and mm-hmm. you know a little bit more player friendly, you know, for there. So is it isn't that part of like American sports culture where you have to have one white jersey, whether it be home or away, just to distinguish from the color? I mean, you see it in all, mostly all sports. Well, you usually have like a light and a dark. I don't know that necessarily it has to be white, you know what I mean? But most color schemes and color combinations for, yeah, most American teams, they'll usually have a light and a dark for home and away. I mean, NBA and basketball is a white jerseys, mm-hmm. either home or away. I guess that's maybe the, Lake, maybe most, the Lakers are most, the most NFL teams as well. Yep. Yep. I don't know yet. Yeah, you know, I've been watching a lot of. Um, uh, Club del Cuervos, and so like you know, with Liga MX, it's all the uh, the NASCAR teams and stuff yeah. like that with the kids. <laughs> so, all over the place. Yeah, I guess with MLS, they're going to the the all white. We won't have to worry about that with uh, San Antonio FC. I hadn't seen them mention this year. You know, usually they do some type of jersey announcement. Have you guys seen anything 
Harry, I know you kind of have been watching their social media and looking for announcements. Have you seen anything about a, There's a new kit? There's going to be some announcements coming on that. Uh, I've I've heard I've heard some rumors that it's coming, um, but nothing concrete or nothing that we can you know put out there. I think the next one that they just tweeted out is uh, um, the graffiti. Uh, you know, I think is what uh, what day was that here? The twenty second. I think that's a Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, you know, to where you can go out and paint the the player wall coming out, which, you know, that, that's I think that's kind of a fun engagement to have like a graffiti party. I know Anna was like, "Hey, that's that's right up my line." So, um, even though it's a school night, uh, we will uh, be doing that uh, for the here. So, um, but they also mentioned on the twenty first that there's also going to be tailgating, chant practice, tifos, and photo ops and more. So, oh, that's what I was uh, thinking of. Okay. So yeah, it's it's uh, you know they're gonna. Basically, you can paint a message on the on the player tunnel, and but you know it, it sounds like that there's going to be a, a quite a bit. Um, interested in your guys' thoughts on creating tifos, uh, you know, with with the club behind as opposed to normally the supporter group doing it. I think that kind of crosses some barriers, in my opinion, but. Well, Jose, I mean, I'll, I'll have to kind of divert to you and kind of get your opinion on that. But um, I know, like, just from the past, uh, don't usually the, the FOs kind of help the uh, supporter groups out when it comes to TFOs and things like that, right? I mean, um, I think as far as I mean, didn't they have already a TFO one time where people signed the, but it was just like a big that was at Burleson, no. right? Yeah, it was at the playoffs. That was for the playoffs yeah. along those lines, but. From my understanding, and like I said here, traditionally, you know, you know, you know, you know, I know like Atlanta United got kind of got frowned on it that, you know, they had the orchestrated TFOs, you know, in, in the playoffs as opposed to being more supportive groups driven, you know, like the Timbers Army, you know, mm-hmm. which, you know, you know, they're probably the best, you know, at least in, in, in North America, or well, I guess I shouldn't say North America, but in the United States um, when it comes to that. So. But yeah, that, that was the only thing when, when I saw that, it, you know, I just kind of cringe because, you know, to me, TFOs is, is to me, it's more support a group to support a group, you know, kind of interaction, you know, being able to do it as opposed to a team to team type type matter. Yeah, it, yeah. And that'll be interesting to see. I think when it comes to TFOs, uh, just from personal experience, you know, it takes a lot of people and a lot of man hours, obviously, like the stuff that they do with the Timbers and things like that, you know, it's not, it's those not, are and yeah, money, money through supplies and pets that, stuff like that. That's the big one is the money. Yeah, and, and, and even with that, you know, it's like just trying to get people to volunteer and, and spend the time and stuff like that. It, it, it's a big undertaking. So, you know, it's with this level of soccer and stuff like that, it doesn't kind of surprise me that you would see FO kind of help out. Um, mm-hmm. Have you guys seen any other like badass TFOs? I think Phoenix Rising had one last year. Uh, within the USL, though, I mean, I wonder within the USL, like how many other supporter groups are like – making their own versus Indy 11 had a good one. I know uh, Ralph's mob, um, right. Tampa, um, historically do two to three. Um, I want to say Louisville does, does one as well. Um, I know last year, you know, Cincinnati did, but theirs was actually almost a replica of what Indy did. Um, and Indy's was, uh, and it's what that, um, was a, a spinoff of, um, What's the Dead Walking show? Uh, the Walking the, Dead. The Walking Dead. Those. I don't watch it. But the Dead I know it's Walking amazing. Show. I know. I know it's dead and walking, and, and it's extremely popular. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
No, that, so. that looks like fun. But before that, they've got the uh, event tomorrow night and everything as well um, for the uh, commercials and all that stuff. And we'll get into some more San Antonio FC discussion uh, here in a little bit and talk a little bit more about that preseason friendly versus FC Dallas. And Gordino, love to hear your thoughts just kind of on the squad again. I, I know we've gotten to talk to you since they've kind of made some of the announcements as far as players go and everything. Uh, but we have uh, TAPS kicking off right now with uh, high school playoffs. And uh, I know you had sent over just kind of some of the standings. They're already into their playoff season. Um, I know I saw St. Mary's Hall, the girls, lost to the number one seed uh, mm-hmm. in, in one of their first games. Uh, the boys still in it, though. Walk us through kind of uh, what San Antonio teams we've got representing the city uh, for the TAPS high school playoffs, Harry. Yeah, so for me, I, I know you're a lot more knowledgeable about this, but I went through the uh, playoff schedule because remember last year we kind of got caught off guard with uh, you know the, the with some teams that advanced a lot further than what we uh, had thought. So uh, starting out with probably the most well-known team and, and formerly number one rated you know in the United States, uh, Central Catholic. Uh, they had they beat uh, uh, a team from Beaumont uh, eight to nothing on yesterday. Um, and then they're going to face uh, the winner of Addison Trinity, uh, Christian, or Plano John Paul, who's playing today, and that'll be on Saturday. So um, on Saturday, there's going to be quite a bit of, of playoff action going around here. The other one in Division One uh, is uh, Antonian College. Uh, you know, they defeated uh, Houston Village 2-1, to one, um, and then uh, they're going to be playing uh, – most likely on the road, I think, uh, Houston St. Thomas, um, who's uh, 24-2-2 and on the year. So that, that one's going to be a, a very tough match. Uh, Division Two boys, uh, San Antonio TMI, Escobar, Texas, uh, they had a bye the first round, and then they beat uh, Houston Crystal Ray Jesuit College Prep 6-1. to um, They're going to play another team from Houston, uh, Lutheran South, uh, coming up. And San Antonio Christian – uh, beat uh, Corpus Christi, uh, St. Paul, 4-1 to on the 9th. Um, they didn't have the bye. And then on the 12th, uh, they actually had an upset um, over uh, Katie British International from Houston, 2-1. to So that, that one was an upset because, uh, you know, Katie you know, finished first in their division where, uh, you know, uh, uh, San Antonio Christian finished uh, second. Um, on the girls' side, uh, it seems like the top team is uh, San Antonio Prep, uh, College Prep. Um, they won 5-1 um, to one over uh, Katie St. John uh, uh, College Prep here on the 12th, and then they're going to play uh, Houston St. Agnes, um, you know, coming up on Saturday. And then uh, uh, St. Mary's Hall is the one team that uh, so far did, you know, that's been knocked out of the playoffs um, but they did win their first match uh, where they did beat uh, a team from Houston one to nothing. Uh, but then they lost to another team over in the Houston area, the Tumble uh, Concordia Lutheran team, who was 26-2-1. and one. So, um, unfortunately, uh, the St. Mary's Hall's uh, season is over um, as far as for, you know, for that. And then the last uh, group, um, um, well, actually, there's two teams. One may, may be eliminated, but we don't know, but based on the record and who they're playing. Uh, would be quite a bit of upset, and that would be uh, TMI, uh, well Texas. Uh, they were playing uh, Houston Second Baptist, who was 14-1-1, where uh, TMI was 2-13-2, and, 
Um, there was no results. They did play yesterday, but uh, you know, looking at the records, you'd probably assume uh, Houston. that Houston, Houston probably got the victory. But of course, we don't know the result on that. And then, of course, San Antonio Christian uh, beat you know Houston Lutheran three to nothing, and then they're going to play Houston Cypress uh, Christian um, on Saturday. So, you know, quite a few. And I do know that uh, you know, as far as for uh, the standings. Uh, you know, within the boys, you know, starting to get a lot more division play in, um, but still way too close. And, and, you know, to be able to say, you know, how the playoffs are starting to shake out. So we'll probably focus on that probably more next week when it, when it, when picture hopefully becomes a little bit more clear, um, you know, for, you know, for the North side, Northeast and uh, uh, San Antonio uh, soccer, high school soccer team. Uh, for that here but uh, was there any soccer that you wanted to update any you player you know I guess uh, since we missed also there's been some uh, player signings I know the Warren Warren kids uh, you know you know, signed their letter of attempts um, I forget to which schools and we can probably go over that you know I, don't, I didn't put that in the show notes so I apologize but uh, um, you know I know I know that they were the ones that we kind of follow a little bit so I do know that uh, they, you know, Warren's came back pretty strong in the second half as far as for the men's team or the boys' team, pardon me. Right, yeah, and, and also, too, just kind of raising up to the uh, cream of the crop, uh, San Antonio Lee, actually, um, there in District 27, um, you know, wasn't really started off, lost a couple matches earlier on in the season and uh, just been playing really well lately. Uh, but, yeah, as you mentioned, just uh, huge congratulations to all the high school athletes um obviously we knew of a few that just you know we kind of been in touch with throughout the season but uh just to all the san antonio high school athletes that have signed uh in order to play at the next level um as you mentioned uh isaiah simeon and then caleb both signed uh to go play at uh, east texas baptist university i believe and then texas lutheran Mm -hmm. university so uh, yeah, definitely congratulations to them. Uh, and then just, uh, as you mentioned, a lot of soccer going on on Saturday. We'll find out where those games are going to be played uh, for the uh, Central Catholic match. And uh, Antonian, a really good team as well. So uh, Coach Raul there uh, with Antonian uh, doing a really good job with that program. So, um, But, yeah, no, moving on, uh, we had some more interesting news coming out of uh, UPSL. Um, A guest that we've had uh, on our show, uh, Matt Kalaw, kind of uh, stepping aside from his position there in the Central Conference. Uh, Walk us through that announcement. Yeah, so uh, UPSL Soccer basically announced that – well, originally Matt came out and and tweeted that, you know, hey, he was stepping down and – you know, you know, I know I was like, oh, hey, what's going on? You know, because he's he's done such a wonderful job and, and he had a new opportunity um, and he hadn't announced where he was going. But uh, um, he's actually got the promotion up to, uh, you know, UPSL National to, to be the national director. And um, I know you and I have had a conversation with him a couple of times and, and I've interacted with him on, on Twitter, social media uh, quite a bit in you know, even joked around with him, you know, not to forget us little people here as he, <laughs> as he heads to heads to the, the main main headquarters here. But um, I know he's awful proud of the work that he did, you know, with I think it was what, 10 teams um, initially, you know, within the UPSL Central Conference to uh, now there's what, 40 plus teams or a 40 team conference. He's got, you know, three divisions up in, 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 in uh, uh, you know, Central Conference North, um, Hart, uh, where Samba and um, – uh, you know, the SA runners and Bernie are will start uh, pro rel next uh, in the fall here. 
Uh, so I know there's some announcements uh, for there. They haven't announced who's going to be uh, filling his huge shoes uh, as of yet. And I mean, there will be some huge shoes to, to fill, you know, to fill uh, for that. Cause you know, Matt, you know, obviously with getting the promotion, uh, you know, was well-deserved. And, and like I said here, he, he did mention that uh, if we call and we can fit into his uh, you know, busy you know, schedule here, it'd still uh, come on and, um, it'd be kind of cool to you know see the differences between you know doing a conference level compared to the national level on you know how much more or you know how less work <laughs> that it is. Uh, different work, but, different hat. I'm sure that guy was always doing a million always different things. Busy, you know, with Keen and, and I know Keen's coming back in the fall and, and he was helping out FC Waco. Um, so you know he's done a lot to, and, and like you said here, you know for lower division soccer and especially UPSL, he's he's a huge asset. Um, you know, to any league that he's that he's involved in, and, and like I said here, you know, it's you know, it was awesome that you know you and I got to have that conversation with him, and uh, look forward to seeing you know what his ideas are, you know, on the national level, not just you know in the in the central conference. I know one of my things would be you know to see maybe more of the mountain, you know, more of the Midwest, you know, to, to start to see that growth that Texas has had or the central conference has had, um, to be able to match with you know the the Florida Southeast, and you know to see where you know, you can see the UPSL just, just blossom into a, a, you know, I know you'll always have the conferences, you know, you know, more locally regional, um, but to be as a, as a uh, national uh, conference, uh, you know, to see that expanded out, you know, for that here. So um, the other exciting news uh, was that um, <clears throat> the UPSL, UPSL women's division, uh, the spring teams was, was announced here Um you're going to have uh, Valkyrie uh, up in Colleen, which is uh, the you know with the FC Knights, uh, Samba, of course. Uh, Alamo City was kind of a surprise because they also have a team in the WPSL as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Waco United, uh, Atletico Katy, and uh, the Coyotes. So you're going to have one Houston, um, you know, a couple of San Antonio teams, and then you know the Temple, Colleen, Waco area, you know, is going to be there. Um, so, you know, excited for John, um, you know, you know, and all the work that he's doing to, to finally, you know, and I know they've already announced the um, initial uh, start-off date's going to be May 4th, and I know Samba's planning on having a couple of double headers, you know, with the men's and the women's uh, games back-to-back, so, you know, that'll be kind of exciting. Um, and then also speaking of Samba, which, you know, I think, you know, just goes, uh, you know, to the, you know, San Antonio uh, fan base here, uh, you know, uh, Emilio Mendez won the uh, Mike Cujo goal of the year uh, 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 for the fall 2018 out of out of the entire uh, UPSL. So congratulations to him. Uh, from my understanding, he also had a new addition uh, to the family. You know, I heard, you know, heard on, on social media. So I'm assuming that 250 that he gets to, you know, will we'll kind of help buy some diapers if, if that for is true. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> for a week you know what that's like <laughs> well i had twins so it was you know i, I don't know the, the single baby you know how, you know how that goes but yeah still go quick not as quick as twins i'm sure but yeah but, still, but still it's an awesome honor to be able to say hey you know you scored a goal of the year that was voted on by the fans you know not only you know here in san antonio but you know you'd be able to win it over over mm-hmm. over the nationally team so that's that's a great accomplishment you know for samba as well as uh mr mendez here so any yeah. other UPSL news that you had or anything along those lines? Nothing along those lines. I was kind of curious to get Jose's thoughts, uh, you know, with the announcement of the San Antonio Athenians coming back and everything. Um, previously, 
they had had some matches, uh, I want to say, against uh, Tigres Feminel and uh, mm -hmm. Santos. And I'm just kind of wondering, like, because uh, they're playing, obviously, in the United Women's League or, or whatever. And uh, I wasn't sure, Jose, do you think maybe that there there's room kind of that the Athenians take that approach where maybe they try and bring in some of those international games? Do you think that that would do well here in San Antonio as far as the turnout goes? Um, that first year they had it, um, it was also a Liga MX's Feminine uh, first year. That's right. So there, so there wasn't too much um, recognition or, or, or knowledge of it. Um, now it's been, what, two years? Mm -hmm. um, and as we know, Mexico's uh, league is divided, uh, a season is divided into actually two short seasons. So there's actually been now uh, three champions, and um, one of them was actually Tigres. So... Mm -hmm. uh, you know, um, with that recognition, and it's been, it's been picked up. I know uh, Univision is starting to broadcast some of their uh, Liga Feminine games. Um, now they've seen the, the growth of it. And, I mean, the with Athenians bringing them back, because um, they did confirm that they're going to have uh, recent games with them again, right? Uh, I hadn't seen anything yet confirming. No, I hadn't seen anything confirming actual matches. I was just curious. Okay. I could see them kind of taking that approach, you know, because they've done it in the past. Well, I know the, the level that they're going to face now is going to be much higher um, than that first year because now they, after, you know, two seasons or or one season and a half, uh, the Mexico teams have now been, okay, now this is what we have to do. This is, they got a base of players now. And um, what I'm curious to see is, so the the, the Femenil is mainly a young uh, league. Okay. A lot of teenagers, a lot of teenagers, they have a, uh, a couple of, uh, um, I want to say, um, like over, I want to say maybe over, not, not, there's not that many players in their thirties. That's for sure. So okay. they're they have like designated players that are over, uh, you know, 20, 23 or so, but mainly it's teens. Uh, you, you see a lot of 16, 15 year old playing. Um, and that's been helping their, um, uh, their either U17 teams or their U18, U20 uh, teams on the, on the female side. Um, so I'm wondering, I wonder to see if, if, if Athenians is going to take that approach, um, as far as fielding just teenagers or actually fielding, you know, more, uh, experienced players and see what kind of, what kind of route they go this year. Yeah, no, that, it, it, you know, on their tryout page, obviously with most of these clubs, uh, they open it up, uh, for any lady, mm -hmm. girl, whatever, uh, from 16 on up, I believe. So uh, they may not have some as young as what some of the uh, women's clubs do uh, there from Mexico. But, yeah, I just think, you know, with the amount of fans that travel and stuff like that on the men's side of it, you know, we see kind of the uh, some of those friendlies, it seems like, every season with San Antonio FC or just in between two of those uh, Liga MX teams. And I was just kind of wondering, like, what you thought the support might be if the Athenians had some matches like that versus – some of the international female teams. Well, if they play Tigres, for sure, Tigres is a big uh, draw here in just because it's so uh, northern part of Mexico. So there's a lot of fans. Um, so I'm pretty sure if they, if they put it out there on social media or on, on you know, Univision or, or, or Telemundo, they'll, they'll have people come, going out there and, and see them. Because like I say, these girls play in 20,000, 30,000. Uh, wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, stadiums. Stadiums, uh, especially Tigres. Tigres is... is and Monterrey team have right now, there may not be the most uh, historic teams, but right now for, I want to say the last 10 years or so, maybe 15, they've been the most um, 
support has been out there. Um, they sell out every game. Every game is a sellout uh, in the, whether it be Tigres, a 35,000-seater or Monterrey's 40,000-seater. Um, and it's, you know, it's, I, I've seen it That's carry crazy. on into the, yeah, I've seen it carry on into the, into the um, women's side. Now, and it, and it doesn't matter how the teams are doing. The teams could be mid-table. They could be, top, usually they're, they're in the top uh, five or uh, six or so. But sometimes, you know, they start off slow. And, and, sure. But they're still, I mean, it, it's an event. It's an event to go out every week, uh, every other weekend. So if, if, if they bring Tigres, if they bring Monterrey, um, if they bring um, Santos, I'm not too sure with, with their uh, female fan base. Okay. But I know the men's carries a lot. Um, but just the females that haven't had that much success. Gotcha. But you know, um, if they bring in uh, Club America or Chivas, they'll have a lot of uh, a, a big turnout. But let me ask you this question, Scott. Out of the out of the women's teams, they're the only ones that I could see that would actually do it. I don't oh, see I... the Blossoms doing it. I don't see um, what uh, the Alamo Samba. City doing it. Um, I don't think you know Samba's in that position at this point. You know where, where they're just starting out. You know mm-hmm. along those lines here. Yeah. I think if if any team is going to do that, you know, um, you know, it's the you know, in, in San Antonio. It's going to be them, but. To me, I also kind of wonder if, if um, you know, the Mexican Women League is, is already above, you know, the, the NWSL. I know maybe the NWSL maybe has a little bit more cash names with, with the U.S. women's team, but they've only got, what, eight, eight, eight nine teams, and, and, you know, there's problems with Sky Blue and, and stuff like that to where, you know, you know to me, I, I think if, you know, with with how, how I've been kind of following it, and, and like I said, I'm not, you know, you know, die hard on it by any means. Um, but to me, I think the, the Mexican women's team, you know, national team uh, could pass the U S team very quickly, you know, with, with the growth. And, and as Jose mentioned here with, with them focusing on the youth, that that's, that's only going to help their national team, which, mm-hmm. you know, let's, let's be honest. Ours, ours has been riding on, on, on the coattails of, of previous years. I believe, I believe the, um, this past, this past year, 2018, uh, the U20 had a big win for the, I believe the U20 World Cup. I'm not, too, I'm not sure if it was U20 or U7. It could have been U17. They actually beat uh, the United States for the first time in in first place in the Coca-Cola, and they went down to penalties, um, and and uh, Mexico finally beat them. And like I say, since they field a lot of majority younger, well, that's where they started. Their base was let's start. Mm-hmm. young kids and then as the years move on we'll increase the ages and slowly you know uh right. move up from there so uh, i think it's been it's been a big help and also uh, as far as other teams bringing other santa teams bringing those teams in um you know i mean athenians already has that contact they've done it before so it's probably easier for them to do it yeah and, and pete i mean he just yeah that guy he's, he's top notch i mean so when it comes mm-hmm. to like just organizing something like that like you said having the contacts already done it i did i did forget the fact though that i, I that was their inaugural season when they came here to san antonio uh for the tigres so that would now now, cool. now when are they going to bring them because right now they're in the they're in the middle of their season right now in mexico okay well they I, if they came yeah, but it wasn't season, until the end of the year it was the end of the year it yep. was the end of the year when they brought them up okay. uh yeah, it was after think, their season. Because I think the prom- promo had that they were facing. I think it was Tigris that that won, yep. and I think they won the initial year. Yep. And that was one of the promotions. Hey, you know, you know, saying, hey, this is you know, Liga MX, champions, the fe- the female mm-hmm. champions. 
you know, playing on. I remember seeing those advertisements and, and you know, uh, the, the promotionals uh, for that here. And if memory serves me right, it drew pretty well. Um, oh, there were a couple know. thousand at least, yeah. And then, I mean, I, I know at the time we were doing the uh, broadcasting on Soy Saf, and I think there were mm-hmm. like 1,500 people watching it, like from Mexico, you know, and stuff like that. So, and that was, oh, yeah. like you said, when they were first coming out. So, it'd be cool to see something like that potentially even there at Toyota Field and see a, a female international match there at uh, Toyota mm-hmm. Field, you know, versus just the men's. But. No, that's uh, that was kind of the only uh, women's lower league or whatever that I was just kind of curious about because we hadn't given uh, Jose the chance to speak on that, and it had been a couple of years now um, since we'd seen yeah. anything like that. So, uh, but that would be pretty cool. So, Harry, uh, moving right along, man. What uh, what do we got next? Yeah, so next I have the uh, Pro Academy because we're kind of getting to that season at this point here. So just to kind of give a heads up on where we're at here, so. Uh, the U15 uh, has played nine games. There are eight, uh, eight wins, one loss, and no ties. They're actually seated, you know, under – and this is under the uh, uh, develop, the DA site, the USSF DA site. Um, four U15s, they're in the fourth seed right now. So um, In their conference, nation, or – You know, for all of the de- de- MLS, you know, and development academy. So if the playoffs started today, they would be in the fourth seed. Oh, wow. uh, some teams have played a few more matches – um you know for that here but you know last week they beat uh real colorado under 15 team three nothing um and they actually play this week here uh at three o'clock uh, against uh houston dynamo youth uh, uh teams all, all of the uh, academy teams will be playing this week here so um if you do happen to be out in that area um four o'clock uh is the kickoff for the u15s uh, for that and, and like i said here they're off to a great start and, and really recognized uh, the U14s have played 14 games. There's, you know, six wins, four losses, four draws. Um, although recently their plays kind of picked up. Uh, they won four to nothing, or four to one over Texas uh, or Texans SC out of Houston. Um, they play at 1:30, and then um, the U13s uh, they're struggling a little bit this year. Five wins, six losses, four ties. Uh, they tied uh, you know, one-one with Houston SC, uh, or pardon me, Texans SC Houston. Uh, and of course, you know they play at 12 o'clock. Uh, you know, out at uh, um, you know out at the uh, practice fields there. Um, but the other thing that I also want to point out: um, opening day for San Antonio FC. All three of the teams will also be there. So um, I know Mission City. I know the Procteers. I know 210 will have their uh, tailgates going on. Uh, but if you wanted to get out a little bit earlier, um, you could. You know, uh, I know the U13 game starts at, at noon. Uh, the U14 game starts at two. Uh, the U15 game starts out at, at, at four o'clock. So, um, if you know, hopefully it's great weather on, on March 9th here to where you know, you know, you can go to the tailgates, you can go support, uh, you know, go support the San Antonio FC Pro Academy team, and then of course later on, yeah, I think it's what 7:30 San Antonio will play Phoenix. Um, so to me, I, you know, I've already told my wife I'm going to try to take the kids out and give her the day off to go do whatever she wants to do. Um, and, you know, I think it would be an awesome, you know, initial game day experience, you know, to be able to support, you know, not only the, the, the first team, um, but also the academy kids and, and in between, you know, um, especially later on in the afternoon, because I think what the tailgates started, what, around three-ish? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I know. Three-ish I, around there. I was just picturing, like, uh, stadiums seating, but everybody standing up on those and drinking their beer and peeking over that fence <laughs> yeah. right there and watching the game. <laughs> the fence. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm going to need a boost. I'm going to need a boost, guys. Um, yeah. 
Hey, uh, those U15 kids that are playing right now, these are that's the inaugural class, right? Yes. Uh huh. Moving up that we had two years ago. So they were U13s when they first started, and you know, these two years playing together, it's, it's uh, now they're U15s. So it's 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 you've seen the the growth, and I mean they're you know lost one game, so that's a great point. Jesus. Yeah, and you go to uh, and the only team they lost, to, I think, was what Kansas City MLS team, but they beat a lot of the uh, MLS teams, including uh fc dallas and he and i know fc dallas traditionally has a very strong uh academy, academy team here you know they were able to beat them um mm -hmm. but it's one where you know like i said if you've got some time especially you know for the home opener opener i know i'm probably going to try to put out on social media to see if we can get some people um you know because people are going to be jacked for you know for the home opener anyways out there heck yeah you know you know you know I'm sure the kids would love to be able to, you know, see, hey, you know, the fan base coming together and supporting, you know, the entire um, San Antonio FC organization from uh, the U13. And, and um, if you go on to, uh, hold on one second here, if you Google, um, if you go under uh, www.uss. O C C E R D A, so US Soccer uh, um, You can go through, and, and if you go under the the you know the, the standings, um, you can see you know the boys U15. Um, but if you click on the, the San Antonio uh, players, the only team they're behind is the the Rapids uh, U15, you know, U15 team. So you can go under their page, which has got all the way down to the U12s, um, and even the players that you know that they've already got that they're working out now. The U12s don't start till September, so that's why I didn't really include them. Mm -hmm. um, but it's got their schedules to where if you do want to uh, be able to, uh, you know, go on and and you know catch a match uh, to there, you can see that you know the games that they do have, and, and you know it's really cool because you can go in and see the the uh, match reports, uh, you know, from the you know from the you know from the games here. So. Um, it's a, it's a, you know, I found it to be a pretty useful site to, you know, especially, you know, for me where I'm a stats guy, I enjoy, you know, seeing, <laughs> Hey, San Antonio's fourth nationally, um, in a development Academy that has, you know, to be honest with you, is majority MLS teams. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you, if you really look at most of the, most of the, uh, you know, the, the leaders of it, a lot of them are, are MLS, uh, type here. So. Um, but to be, you know, ranked fourth or, you know, seated uh, fourth unofficially right now, um, you know, which is above, uh, you know, the Houston Dynamo uh, for that, I think is, is a great, is a, is a great sign of the future. Yeah, that's been a great job done by Coach Evans and uh, uh, Coach, uh, now Coach uh, Ryan Rochendo right. out there and, and all the other staff that, that they have going out there. Um, it's great, man, that these, these kids are moving forward and we're, we're maybe – one year, maybe two years from seeing one of these kids uh, play on the on the adult team. So, well, I think we're sooner than that because they had a kid that, uh, and I forget the, it was in the the, the last show notes here. Um, that yeah, they had, they had uh, two kids that were well. They had Ethan Bryant that was called up to the to the national team, um, mm -hmm. but then they also had um, another. Uh, was it a fifteen? Yeah, it was one of the U15 guys. Um, yeah. But I think he was called uh, up Leo Torres. Leo Torres from the U15 camp uh, yeah. was called up. Um, and I know me and Scott had kind of, you know, an initial discussion. Hey, could we possibly see him this year? Uh, you know, just, you know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me if, if you do, you know, depending on when he reaches 16. 
Um, you know, I think it would be kind of cool to be able to see, but I know when uh, I went to the Crocketeers, uh, uh, you know, annual meeting um, and Mr. Holt was out there, um, he mentioned that there's a couple of kids in the pipeline that within the next couple of years, are, you know, you know, San Antonio FC is really going to reap the benefits of having this academy uh, mm -hmm. for that, you know, you know, to, to you know, to kind of continue on with, you know, the Ethan Bryant. So I think as far as for San Antonio FC, you know, they, they, they're starting to see some of the, the talent that San Antonio has that um, that could really help them out, uh, you know, going forward. Um, and especially if you sign them to the academy deals where, you know, there's no actual paid money, uh, mm -hmm. you know, for it here. So that way, you know, the kids can keep their, you know, you know, their uh, eligibility, you know, amateur status. Yeah. Or if they want to go to college, uh, to, to me, it's a, it's a huge plus, you know, cause you know, you, you know, I think Ethan Bryant's going to be, you know, a pivotal member of the team this year. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it'll be uh, interesting to see, you know, how that kind of all plays out and everything. Like you said, Jose, I mean, we're probably only like a year tops, you know, maybe two years from seeing uh, this pay off. How interesting would it be, though, because when this whole academy was created, you know, it was kind of done with the intent of, I think, building up for MLS and as part mm -hmm. of, you know, the bid for MLS. And it's like, how crazy would that be if we just build this awesome academy program and this awesome feeder system and we're just dominating the USL with homegrown talent and then there's no MLS club, though, for them to eventually play for? Like, it would just be interesting for that to all play out. Well, I heard I heard a couple of um, good comments go, uh, going back to Ethan Bryant. I heard a couple of good comments uh, around Twitter uh, that people that went out there to the camp, to the U.S. camp, and they, they talked uh, in, in high regards of him. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe Ethan Meyer might not even be around at SAFC yeah. uh, if he continues to improve, especially if he he comes out this season and has a like Harry says has a big uh, a role in the team this year. Yeah, well, it's interesting because we've been hyped on this kid for a while, but it's so cool mm -hmm. seeing the hype like from FC Dallas and stuff like that of, oh, we've been told Ethan Bryant's traveling with the team, you know, and he'll be mm -hmm. here and stuff. And like to us, that's it's just Ethan, you know, another player. Mm -hmm. But I do know, you know, you know, that, you know, uh, you know, the the fans, you know, up in uh, FC Dallas were looking forward to seeing, you know, Ethan Bryant just to see what he can do because, mm -hmm. When you get it, you know, to me, when you get a call up to the national team, no matter which group it is, um, but especially like an under 18, mm -hmm. um, to me, that's a hell of an accomplishment to where the kids got talent. And it's just, it's just a matter of, you know, you know, you know, how far that, that he can go and how far that, you know, San Antonio can help him go. And, and, and I know it's kind of something you and I talked to, and, and I'm probably going to talk to, uh, um, you know, ask this question maybe over to, uh, you know, my friends over at Generation Orange is with him in the San Antonio uh, Academy system, um, we know there's no solidary payments as of yet. You know, supposedly there's a, a ruling with the, you know, the DeAndre Yeldon, uh, Yedlin, pardon me, uh, ruling with, with uh, Crossfire about, you know, possibly, you know, having you know, solidarity payments, you know, like that typically happens throughout the rest of the world. If, if you develop a kid, you get some of the, you know, some of the, some of the money returned back to you to where if an MLS team did come up and say, Hey, we want to take Ethan Bryan or, or, you know, you know, Leo Torres as an example, what happens with the, with the San Antonio, you know, with the San Antonio Academy, 
you know, do they get any benefits or anything along those lines? I think, I think now we're starting to get into that question where they are starting to build some, some talent as an MLS team and especially with the homegrown rules, would it be benefit for them to, you know, you know, to kind of poach or, you know, poach uh, the players off, you know, because there are some advantages to homegrown players in MLS. Yeah. And we were talking about that a little bit before the show. And uh, that Mm -hmm. is definitely another thing to take into consideration. Um, But I I think we kind of wanted to moving on, get into just, uh, you know, SAFC in general. Um, Jose, I I know we've had you on, but I wasn't sure, you know, if there was anything uh, that, you know, you kind of just about the upcoming season or any players in particular that you're overly excited about or, or anything like that. Or, I mean, what are your thoughts just kind of heading into the uh, 2019 season? Um, the 2019 season, my biggest concern and worry um, when the last season started and then during the offseason and we saw players depart was, man, our defense is 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 gone, you know? First we saw um, uh, Greg Cochran retire. Then we saw Sip go up to uh, Oklahoma. Tulsa. Uh, oh, Tulsa. Or still Oklahoma, so it doesn't get better. Um, <laughs> uh, and then we saw King move over uh, to um, what do you Nashville. 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 Yeah. So basically, our defense, if the year before just losing uh, Sebastian Ibiaga uh, hurt us, I was like, oh man, if we lose the whole backline defense and bring in a whole new one, how is this going to shape out? But um, you know, watching that Dallas game, uh, uh, well, it's only one game. It's only it's a preseason. It's only one half that you uh, you know saw i guess because they did a lot of, of, of switching around but um you know this decent this defense um looks to be good looks to be solid so far we'll, we'll see uh i guess we'll t- actually take a first-hand look once the el paso game comes around but that's my biggest concern uh this year just the defense um the offense uh with the signings and with the returning players that we have i'm pretty sure it's gonna be it's gonna be okay um like again from what we saw this this preseason um, it was, it wasn't too much. Uh, they still have to get into the rhythm of getting to know each other, especially with new guys coming in. But, um, you know, the, my, my main concern was defense. So, so far this first game, what, what I saw was, okay, I'm not that worried, but, uh, we still need to see it as, uh, once the real games come. I know I'm a big fan of, uh, Amir Didica. I think, I, I think with his size, with, yeah. With with to me, I think it could be like a, a Sebastian Igabaga type type of player because he's got the talent. You don't. He was a good player, you know, for Sporting KC. He had you know a couple you know a couple of uh, call ups, um, but sometimes it's just finding that right playing style. And um, I, I know with him, and he was teamed up with uh, you know Josh uh, Yarrow, um, you know, as far as the first you know as far as the first two, which I. I've, I think the back line is going to be better as far as for the central mid, you know, to me, I would have loved to seen uh, Didick and Sip. I think, you know, that, that'd have been awesome if we would have been able to hold uh, you know, sit back um, or, you know, keep him, I guess not hold him back, but keep him on the team. Um, to me, I think uh, Kai Green is a different type of, uh, you know, right fullback, you know, compared to, um, oh, I forgot King. number two, uh, King um, yeah. for that here. The one weakness, uh, as far as on there, the ones that you know that, that kind of was a little bit more concerned, um, was uh, Ebenezer Akon, number fifteen, um, who you know, like I said here, you know, you know, if, if you want to get uh, 
uh, some more information if if you uh, check uh, you know Aaron Marvel's stuff on on the ticket seventy six uh, ticket seventy sixty iheart dot com. Um, he's got a pretty good write up as well as well as what the other player announcements and, and feedback here. I know I kind of been using his stuff here just to kind of help uh, help uh, promote his work on, on ticket seventy sixty so where maybe they can get a little bit more safc coverage on there so if, if you could follow his work uh um and, and click on it uh, for there i know he'll probably be much appreciated on it but uh to me he's a, a third round pick from the chicago fire uh for that here so you know he's got mls talent now he came down to san antonio fc as opposed to you know, signing with there so he was the one where you could kind of tell he was a little bit green um and, you know as, as far as with the newness on trying to get to it but um It'll be interesting because we've always had one fullback that, you know, whether it was Cochran, King, or something that, that more helped with the attacking. So it'll be, you know, it'll be interesting to see um, if it's him with, you know, with his young legs, uh, you know, that that uh, will take that role in, you know, with Green and uh, Yarrow and Diddick uh, staying in the back. Yeah, I'm excited about this upcoming season. Um, I had some concerns over that back line as well, uh, but I thought they looked pretty good and what I did see there of the uh, match versus FC Dallas. Um, and, and, you know, I think this team is going to be uh, a little bit built more offensively. Um, I don't think we're going to try and win games 1-0 like we did or like we've done traditionally. I do like Diddick. Um, I, his size and everything, just his style of play, he's just a beast, I mean, out there on the pitch. So I think well, his footwork on the goal was awesome. Yeah. What he scored? The one he scored? Is that what the way he Yeah, scored? the one he scored, the second goal for, second. you know, you know, San Antonio FC where – you know, the ball was knocked around. It was still off of a corner, but still in the past, I've seen young players like that, you know, lose the touch or, you know, not not being able to take the time and, and get in the position that he wants to, to be able to put the clean shot on frame, which... Especially for a big guy, you know. It was yeah, especially good. for a center back. So, to me, I, I think I think set pieces wise, and I know, you know, San Antonio scored their first two goals off of set pieces, but, Billy. you know... I, I, I think I think he can he can he, he could be real pivotal when it comes to that. You know, he could be our McCarthy when it comes to the set pieces where you know McCarthy had that that touch um, in the box. Just needs the head brace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also saw. Speaking of Nashville, where uh, Michael Reed was voted most eligible bachelor for Nashville Lifestyle Magazine. <laughs> so my man crush Mikey yeah. Reed out there. <sighs> Your man is doing work up in Nashville, bro. Stealing hearts, man. Stealing hearts. That's why uh, Darnell wanted to go up there, man. He's like, hey, Mike, I, I heard you know where all the uh, females are at here in uh, yeah. Nashville. <laughs> I thought that was funny. But, no, I'm, I'm really excited this year um, about the squad. I, you know, sometimes I think just having some new faces, it, it gives you something – uh, to get excited about, kind of like if you're a Denver Broncos fan and you just signed Joe Flacco, you're not excited about Joe Flacco. You're just excited about a, a new face, you know, and it's <laughs> something to kind of get some hope up. But I think that they, they, they looked pretty good against FC Dallas. I am looking forward to that El Paso match, though, um, yes. for, more, for more reasons, obviously, than just it kind of being the, the first game against them. I, I think that'll be a good test for us against that squad. Well, I'm interested because they play St. Louis this weekend. So, and I know it's closed door. You know, I sent them a message asking, "Hey, you know, the energy is is you know streaming there. They're streaming theirs. Uh, hey, how about you? Um, no comment, of course. <laughs> but you, hey, you got you got to you got to shake. You know, one of these times they're going to answer right. 
Yeah. Um, sure. So, but <laughs> there's a reason what why you're going stops. for the media pass, and I'm not. <laughs> It'll be like year fifty of this show. <laughs> one of these times. We're gonna answer. Um, what you guys think of uh, Rafa out there for that one half that he played? Dude, he's still got it. He's, he's got it, man. I, I think he's still, I mean, he's got it in bursts. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like in little, just like tiny vials that he can just unleash uh, unwilling or willingly. But um, yeah, I, I think he's still got it, man. I, I could see him being a good, you know, 10 minute, 15 minute kind of come on, shake things up uh, type of player. player. The, one, the one that I want wanting to see is uh, Michael LaHood. I think... I think he's going to be our Rafa. He's going to be our, uh, our, uh, our, our Lopez this year. Um, and I know he's with, he was on the second team in the second half, uh, you know, for mm-hmm. that year, but he's the one that's, you know, you know, with, with the people that I speak up with uh, since he soccer talk up in Cincinnati, um, he's the one that could be very special, you know, you know, kind of that Rafa like player for us here. So I think, I think between the two of them, I, I think you got that great leadership of it. So, you know, one thing that was named and, you know, was uh, Peck as captain. Everybody all right with that? Any, I, I thought it was well, well-deserved, you know. I think he earned it last that year. season. Yeah, I, I think he so, definitely earned it last season. Coming off of, of, off of the, the Ryan uh, cap, being named captain here, I, I think this is a, this one you can at least understand in my opinion. What's his third, third season with San Antonio, mm-hmm. um, right? Uh, yeah, his know, third he, season, yeah. He's been a solid player for uh, when he's been out there, when he hasn't uh, gotten injured. Um, and, you know, um, he has that quality to be out there. So, and, I mean, I don't I mean, I mean, don't know if he's a captain for the whole season or just that game or what. Or are they going to be switching around depending depending on, on how the players are are, are doing or, or are performing. But, I mean, I don't see no wrong with uh, – with Mr. Pekka out there. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I thought it. it was appropriate. And like, I, I was happy to see it on him as a, you know, as opposed to, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing it on Rafa. Don't get me wrong. Cause you know, you know, to me, he's the unofficial captain, but you know, to me, out, out, of, out of the, the new players, um, cause I just don't think Cardone's vocal enough, um, to get it, you know, you know, to be able to get it. And I know he's been with us, you know, for three plus years as well. I just, you know, I, I just don't know if he's got that vocalness that, that that you need, you know, as far as that firecracker, you know, to be, you know, to be on the pitch. I've never been a fan of goalkeepers being captains, um, no. especially because if you want to talk to the ref, you're way in the back of the goal, yeah. uh, and you're having to come up on the other side. It, it doesn't make sense to me, but um, I. Well, you're already but it happens captain quite of a bit, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it does happen. You're already captain of the defense and stuff like that, you know, so that's really all you need to, to be responsible for. So I, I kind of agree with you there. It doesn't really make too much sense to me. Other than maybe just goalkeepers are, are usually pretty vocal and, uh, you know, leaders there in the locker room and stuff like that. Speaking of uh, vocal goalkeepers, did you guys see the uh, USL's goalkeepers to watch uh, for 2019 announcement? Uh, yeah. Did you see a particular name on there that maybe started with a uh, D uh, who's going to be playing a, a little bit yeah, north of uh, San Antonio FC? But will he be playing, though? That is the question. If he's going to be a goalkeeper to watch, how can he? He's got to be playing in order to watch him, right? Yeah, but uh, I want to say it was Chris Bills. <laughs> Had an article that. Uh, oh, did he post the the link for the article at the top? I didn't read. I didn't read the article. Well, no, no, no. He posted that. Uh, oh, hold on, I'm trying to see if I can find it here. 
basically Diego was second string in, in their first match, you know, because the, the young goaltender who um, has some experience, so, uh, you know, going through with what he had, you know, um, and, and even Diego said that, you know, that he had been outplayed and, and that, you know, he was oh, coming shit. off some injuries. Um, so even Diego kind of admitted, Hey, he was, you know, his now it's week one. And, and of course, you know, one thing that we learned from, you know, last year, don't overreact to the preseason. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Or, you know, for that here, but um, yeah, at, at this point here, you know, he's not even, you know, the, the starter, at least, you know, based, based on the first week of there now, of course, a lot of things can change when, uh, you know, when, when, you know, when, the season gets started here. I'm trying to see if he even started uh, uh, today here because they had a, they had a friendly against St. Louis at uh, Toyota Field. I think uh, he earns or... that spot, though. I mean, I, I I don't know obviously how good this this younger kid is, but I think Diego definitely deserves to be a starting goalkeeper in the USL. I mean, he's he's got the skill level to be one of the top contenders uh, in the USL. I just thought it was interesting, and it could just be due to lack of playing time in, in 2018 for Cardoni, but just kind of seeing Diego out there, he is he, he's an exciting goalkeeper to watch. I mean, you can't can't deny him that. Yeah, the the player says one contested is uh, one David Ramirez, a 22 year old on loan from Colombian club uh, Atletico National uh, mm-hmm. National, and I'm sorry if I mispronounced that here, um, but yeah, he comes from one of the biggest clubs, and and he was a starter. Uh, you know, for, you know, for down here. So, uh, you know, it looks like Austin's got a, a real young goal, well, 22 is not super young, but That's true. Uh, a, a young person, you know, young goalie on loan that uh, could possibly uh, push Diego, um, you know, and like I said here, I know I didn't think Diego's, you know, injuries were that serious, but if he's still trying to, you know, kind of knock off the, the, the rust from it, you know, it sounds like he might've had, you know, bigger injuries and, and he it sounds like he played with quite a bit of injuries yeah, that you know, unfortunately wasn't disclosed uh, last year yeah yeah nope for sure we'll just have to wait and see what happens um obviously you know that game's uh, early <laughs> on in the schedule um let's get into our uh, final thoughts for uh, this episode jose i'm glad you could join us man again uh yes, welcome back go ahead and start us off buddy final thoughts um you know just glad to be back guys um with this new job like i said i've I'm going to be on and off of this uh, program, but, um, you know, just uh, happy to be back. I'm happy for the, the ball start rolling. I'm getting those uh, those butterflies already in my stomach. Uh, I'm preparing with uh, with drinking more now. I'm, I'm preparing for the, yeah, getting the liver ready. Um, you know, just uh, with, uh, with and, and not just with SAFC, you know, there's, there's going to be a lot of soccer, a lot of women's teams. Uh, we got to follow a lot of more Twitter accounts, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, a, a lot of, uh, a, with the UPSL, uh, more teams also added uh, uh, a shift in the conferences. So now you're going to have a lot of more San Antonio teams battling each other mm-hmm. uh, with Samba, the runners, uh, Bernie, um, you know, teams up in Austin area. So uh, that's going to be good. And, you know, um, I just want to say uh, uh, R.I.P. To, to Manchester United's dreams in the in the Champions League yesterday. They killed me. Uh, uh, hey, you and uh, Michael LaHood should hook up because I guess he's right. a big U fan and uh, yeah. he put out a post and, and basically you know everything that could go wrong went wrong had check marks and uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, just excited to be back. Excited for the season to start. 
to, to get, like I said, to get the ball rolling here. And, and hopefully we have a, a, a good year this year. Um, and hopefully we, we, we start off strong because I think a strong start uh, always um, helps lead the way for how the rest of the seasons I was going to shape out. So, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Hey, don't forget about that game against El Paso on the 23rd, I believe. So get your tickets. If you haven't gotten them, they're 10 bucks. So, yeah. yeah. And then tomorrow night, obviously, uh, again, is the uh, media day uh, that they're doing the, uh, the commercial and everything out there at Toyota Field at 7 p.m. So mm -hmm. everybody's been sharing that on social media. Make sure you wear your uh, game day attire. Uh, but Harry, final thoughts for you uh, this evening. Yeah, kind of along those lines. Uh, so yeah, you know, I know I kind of already hinted this, and this will probably be a common theme for me is um, on opening day. I think, I, I think as a fan base, it would really be awesome to uh, not only be able to go out and you know tailgate with you know the three supporters groups. Um, you know, you know, watch San Antonio FC beat, uh, you know, uh, Sam Doors, uh, Phoenix rising team, um, you know, three, nothing, four, nothing. I would love to see it, although it'll probably be a little bit closer than that. Um, but I think getting behind the Academy teams that, uh, you know, to me, if, if you can make it a day of soccer out there, hopefully it's beautiful weather. Um, I know if you got the opportunity this weekend, uh, to go, it's supposed to be what in the mid, you know, low eighties this weekend on Saturday. Um, so if you're over in that area, you know, if you want, got time to spend a couple hours, um, I know the kids appreciate it. I, I know, you know, typically you're able to see uh, some of the, you know, SAFC staff, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, Tim Holt, you know, sometimes you see some of the players and coaches, depending on if they're practicing out there, um, catching, I know the last time, I think the one time you and I went, Scott, you know, we saw Alex Bruce and, um, you know, a couple of other kids that, you know, you know young players at the time. Sarah's out there yelling louder than Tim sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So to me, it's, it's a great way to, um, you know, to support now, you know, to support the team and, and, you know, as supporters and um, that's something that, you know, you know, we definitely need to do. And um, you know, if you can't do that and you can catch one of the, you know, the, the high school playoffs, you know, cause it, you know, unfortunately it didn't tell me where they were being played at. Um, but if, you know, if you're fans of Central Catholic or, you know, was it Antonio and I think it's the other big one that's Antonio. got the, the, the big, you know, big girls are San Antonio Christian, um, go out and support the players. You know, you know, to me, it's supposed to be a beautiful week. Um, if you're like me, get your yard work done early, you know, because uh, the backyard's already starting to grow, unfortunately. So uh, it's that time. Mm hmm. Yeah, and, and I, I agree with both of you guys uh, 100%. Um, obviously, this weekend we'll be getting back in the swing of things with some soccer, so uh, I'll be looking forward to that uh, with some high school action. Um, and we'll find out where those games are going to be and everything. And uh, uh, as always, uh, you guys, love having you all on. Thanks for uh, doing this. Hey, I want to do a quick shout-out to my sister that's watching down Laredo. She's going to – hopefully she starts going down to the Laredo Heat games. So yeah, she maybe, moved back, didn't she? Yeah, she moved back, She uh, unfortunately. She couldn't hack it in, in the big city of San Antonio. So, I hey, saw so now we, shout, out, shout out to Alex. I, I saw so, her. She commented earlier. I should have said something. So, so now we got a connection with the heat there. Maybe we can uh, yeah. try to, you know, you know work work some uh, magic with there. Hey, sideline yeah. reporter Alex, we're, uh, we're recruiting uh, the San Antonio <laughs> soccer. <laughs> she can be our, our sideline reporter down there for the uh, Laredo. Gang, heat, gang, huh? <laughs> gang, Yeah, with Cardi B. <laughs> All right, then, you guys. Well, this is the uh, San Antonio Soccer Roundtable. What's life without goals? We out.